What's up, everyone? This is the Building and Empowering People's Podcast, and I'm your host, Victor Thomas and Derek Simmons Jr. And like we always say, we just come here to inspire, to make a difference, to just give you an update on our lives and to, you know, hopefully have some things we could talk about that you guys can relate with. So let's just get right on into it. Uh, so, Derek, you, should, you care to share with the people how, how your week's been going so far since we last recorded the podcast? Um, Anything week, new that you've been doing or whatever? Yeah, um, my week was actually pretty good. Um, Friday, I said, uh, well, I guess I'll start off with what I, like, something I did. We went out of town. We went to Atlanta, Georgia, like I was telling you about. We went to Six Flags and um, had a pretty good time there. I probably will never ride roller coasters. Like I said, <laughs> I'll probably never ride roller coasters again, but it was it was a pretty good experience, though. Like, I never got to see what's down there. So I told my told them I'll probably be back here in a couple months when we go CET. So it was it was it was honestly it was honestly a good experience. But um, Friday I went to um, I, I went to speak at a church. I did a little speech, and it was basically called "Spring Forth the Praise." And it was basically the base the whole premise of the speech was talking about how like there's so many reasons to praise God and then no matter what situation that you're in always be willing to let out a praise and just telling people that you're when you give praise you know it's a signal to God that you trust him and all that stuff so it was ba- it was a good experience and got to really just let God use me in the moment so that's how my week was well man <clears throat> my week was pretty simple as well but <clears throat> I want to talk a bit about, you know, uh, I know I said a couple of things about what happened during the tornado last week. I just want to talk about a few of the good things, though, even though this was a was a horrific thing that happened. Yeah. And it uh, destroyed a ton of homes, destroyed a ton of businesses, did a lot of damage. Uh, even some lives were lost. You know, last week we were able to pray for those families and those lives. We ended off doing that. Yeah. But we're going to talk about the good that good, that yeah. came from it. And what I seen was, you know, last week I did talk about Edley's Barbecue going out there to serve instead of getting their stuff fixed. But I started seeing just over time, like, how donations were flowing in, how people were taking time off to be able to go and help people were lending clothes, serving food. And it was just so many different things that were coming together to be able to make this happen. And within, like, 72 hours, man, you had... A couple million dollars raised. You had a ton of clothes, supplies, shoes, like whatever it was that was needed. The city rallied together in a way that's like unreal. Mm-hmm. It rallied together in a way that's like something off of a movie or a television show that you don't think is real. Right. Like it really showed humanity how humanity is still good. And the reason why I wanted to talk about that is because a lot of people see a lot of bad stuff happening. They're always like this is wrong and that's wrong and this, that, and the other. And the media, they they know what people really like. So the media even goes towards what people really enjoy. So they go to the drama, the negativity, the uh, the bad stuff. They show that a lot more than the, good. the actual good that happens. So now a lot of people may have, uh, they may have given up hope on humanity because they think that everything's bad. You can't do this, you can't do that. Uh, and people are afraid. To do stuff, but that right there was a real example of people coming together and representing a place that they love. Some of them aren't from here, some of them are from here, but it was just the fact that 
everyone had an interest and the interest was Nashville and it was taking care of the people that were hurt, that needed stuff and all of that. And even the outside cities, you know, they even helped them like uh, in Cookville and, uh, you know, Hermitage, Donaldson. There's a lot of schools, a lot of damage, like I said, but the way that it's been rallied together, it actually, it, it sucked how I said, I want to say it in a way that it doesn't come off like wrong or, or bad, but it's just like, in the process of that happening, even though that was a horrific incident, it brought people together in a way that we've not seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. So it, it's almost like it had to be some damage done to be able to really open up people's eyes to allow them to see what's happening and what's going on and to actually come together to love each other and support each other. So. That was amazing that that was the outcome of mm-hmm. something so bad. Exactly. Like, they didn't leave the damage undone. And like Correct. I was saying earlier, like, they didn't really see how things were destroyed, but they think they seen how, like, it was rebuilt, you know? Like, like I said, when I went down there, man, like, I didn't see no sorrowful faces. I just saw people coming together as a community to build up new things, to just to help each other out in this time. So, like you said, it felt like it took some damage damage things in order for new things to be building for that new thing it was you know people coming together it will open up the eyes open up new doors and opportunities so that they may you know help out in this situation that they're going through so like you said i know a lot of people when they open up the news they see just the bad but just to let out there like you know they're still good out there you know and we clearly seen it both of us seen it by going down there so there's always still good out there even when the whole world tries to block it, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but, man, since we're on that, though, man, just uh, in general, you know, over over the past couple of years, I, I think news used to be a place of where people could go and see all different types of information, good information, Bad, things yeah. going wrong and all that. But I think it's gravitated more towards, like, the negativity and the drama because that's the kind of the stuff that sells. And if they don't go into what people really like, then they they fear of, um, you know, it's like FOMO, fear of missing out. And they're afraid, so they have to kind of gravitate towards what people want instead of the stuff that they know people need. Yeah. And some, you know, some people are are possibly still doing that, but it's so many people that are not doing it that it almost makes everyone out to be as if they're just trying to sell stories, trying to put stuff out there that's going to get people's attention. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly, man. So, like, I kind of see it, like, and that's all I really see, like, no matter if I'm on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, whatever it might be, like, all I see is just the bad. I never really seen nothing really good. And, like, you got to search, like, deep in order to find the good stuff, you know what I'm saying? You do. And, like, I guess, like I said, I feel like they're doing it more for the money than the actual, like, cause of it, you know, trying to spread news out there. But, but then at the same time, it's like, since we see so much of this bad Maybe we can try to go out and produce something good from it, you know what I'm saying? And, like, uh, just try to really be an impact. But I, I get what you're saying. Like, I feel like they do it more for the money than what's being produced out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, man, in in, in a way, we're kind of doing that. We're kind of doing our thing with spreading, like, the good news and stuff yeah. uh, by doing this podcast because it's, it's helping people to transform like personally within their lives and whatever they're doing. So we're kind of doing our parts within that realm. So we can't, 
you know, we can't take that lightly. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're on par within that. And what we do is, you know, we don't talk about, like, the negative stuff. We talk about um, the positive stuff and the constructive stuff. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about different stuff and how people need to change and that type of stuff. That's, like, valid and it's needed because without constructive criticism, you have nothing. Like, Mm -hmm. that's kind of the best criticism ever like constructive you know what you're good at and what you need to work on because like new parts of you is being yeah. built that's why it's called constructive oh yeah but man what uh subjects you want to dive into next man we, we promised the people a full podcast this week from last week we we probably shorted them about 15 20 minutes so let's just uh dive into a couple topics man that you think the people may want to talk about we've talked about a, a variety of different topics over the past couple years like years, my bad. Yeah. Last couple of weeks. No, yeah, you good, but, man. Um, yeah, we've talked about that. I don't know what where that came from. Yeah, but that's what do you think the people need to hear that we haven't, you know, talked to them about how we can get them some help in, mm, in can, a different area or not? I guess we can kind of talk about. I guess kind of what I've been talking about on Friday, like praise, no matter what situation you might in, like looking. You know, no matter if it's praise, I guess rejoicing and tribulation. I feel like that would be a good one. Like, talk about praising God no matter what you might be in or no matter, like, just staying strong and seeing the good through the tribulations. Like, I feel like that's what we need to talk about because I feel like a lot of people, they see their right now state rather than their prosperity state, if that makes sense. Like, you, they see the right now. They don't see what could grow from it or, like, I feel like. That's a good thing to do because a lot of times when we enter certain situations, we we tend to give up or we tend to look at the bad rather than rejoicing and having praise for what can grow from that. So I think I think that might be a good topic to talk about to start off with. So, man, um, when it when it comes to that, so I, I think that one critical thing that's that's important is the fact that. Um, you know, everybody that listens to this podcast, I'm not sure if everyone is is a Christian. Or oh yeah, whatever. yeah. So that's why uh, I was like, that's why I was more leaning on like, I guess. No, no, it's, that, it's cool about what you were yeah. saying. What I'm saying is like, everyone's not a Christian. What I was getting to was that, you know, for those that don't know how, like yeah. you know, you, you you can say this information, but it's a lot of things that they don't know about because they haven't been saved. They're not Christians, and it's no knocks to them, no judgment or anything. But oh, yeah, it's just yeah. a matter of been able to help them to explain because the people that are Christian and have walked that life, they probably have a, a bit of an understanding and the ones that don't, they, they don't have the understanding or even know what, what we're going to be talking about. So just try to make sure that, that they can kind of understand as well. Yeah. So man, go right ahead with it. I guess. So basically what I mean is that I kind of, I can actually pull it up. Someone, um, Someone texted me the other day, and this is why I was kind of kind of going in this topic. Uh, someone texted me saying, um, how, how are you so happy and cheerful when you're going through tribulations? And I said, because I know that despite what I go through, there's always something to grow in the midst of the dirt. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't look at the hurt, but I like to look at how I can heal or I don't like to look at how things fall apart, but I like to th- see how things can be rebuilt. And not saying that it doesn't hurt at times because it does, but the more I encourage myself, the, then the more I start to not let the pain overtake me, but I still know how to fight that pain. I still know how to like 
I still know how to strive, keep on going every single day. So the way I'm trying to see is that I guess it's a perspective that you're willing to look at certain things. It's like we're all it's like we're looking at this bubble, but like in order to see like like what's deep in it, you have to look through this certain glass and all that. So like it's different perspectives willing to see it, but the perspective that you're willing to look at it through can change the whole perspective like can change, you know, the outcome of your life it will help you to open up doors that meant to be. That's why I'd be like, I always praise, I always, you know, rejoice, or I have hope in tribulations because I know that I'm not necessarily rejoicing for how I feel right now, but I'm rejoicing how I can feel, if that makes sense. So okay. I guess it's just a perspective and how you want to look at things. So that's why I kind of get into it for all the people that was kind of confused. But yeah, man, I think that's that's good news and stuff as well. And I think like far as um steps to do that, I would say, you know, try and reaching out to someone that has the information that you need that's because uh, more than likely people are usually super helpful. When people when people feel needed, they're they're usually the first ones to step up and to try to help out because oh, yeah, for sure. it's some part of us as people that want to be needed. So if it's like something that you need, a certain situation or whatever it may be, just making sure that you can get to the right people, to the right channels or whatever that's going to help you to deal with whatever you're uh, you're going through. You know, prayer is an amazing thing. You should most definitely do it. But if you don't know how to pray, I mean, it's it's tutorials, it's different things and to be able to do. But if you want to be real and genuine, just start off where you are. Like mm -hmm. God understands you. He understands everything. You know, they gave us Jesus left us the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is the interpreter, the middle person that can translate what you're trying to say to what you're actually trying to say to God. So when you pray, just pray being yourself. You don't have to be at a certain level. You don't have to take prayer classes. You don't have to do any of that stuff. What you have to do is just be real in the process of being real. God will hear you because the Holy Spirit knows what your realness what it was meant to say. Mm -hmm. You may not know what you were meant, meant to say, but the Holy Spirit knows, and it just works that thing out like spell check. Works it out, send it to God, and it's just like it's all good. And God's like, all right, I got this. Yeah. So just know that, you know, whatever you're going through, that that He hears it, he hears everything, and also understand that He's only going to give you what you can what you can handle. Yeah. He's never going to give you anything more than you can handle. Sometimes as people, we we think that we can handle whatever. We want certain things, but we don't realize that we're not ready for those things. And God is so good. He loves us so much that he wouldn't dare give us something that we couldn't handle. It's like almost in a way he's protecting us from ourselves. Because if we had to say so, we would not protect ourselves. We'll go out and we'll end up doing more harm than good. Yeah. But God's so good. He's like, I know you better. You know yourself. So I'm going to protect you from this. Even though you want this, I can't give it to you now because you're not ready for it. Yeah. So in the process of that, you have to work on yourself into the things that is going to get you to that level to be able to handle those things so that prayer can be answered. Definitely. The prayer is answered, but it's just the results that's going to come from it is not going to come until you get to that level. Exactly. So, so. like, I feel like... No matter where you might be, God still sees you. You don't have to be at a certain level. Just simply come to where you are. That's what God wants you to do. Like, he knows what you're going through, but he wants you to come to where you are. He wants you to proclaim and, and say that certain thing. So, you know, um, I feel like, you know, I wrote this this morning. The more that, 
you suffer through Christ, the more that you will be comforted through him as well. You know, I read that in Second Corinthians and, you know, it's just the fact that, you know, like I said, just come to where you are. Don't be be willing to go to him fearfully because he he loves you and cares for you. He's a God of of mercies. He's the God and the father of comforting. So it doesn't matter what position you might be in life as long as you want to go to him. And I know that a lot of times it doesn't seem like he's there, but it's kind of like it's kind of like you're on stage, so to speak. And God is working all the back in the back. You know what I'm saying? Like he's working right. the lights. He's working the where you need to be, what position you may be. So when it doesn't seem like God is working, know that he's working. You just have to be willing to know that he is. You have to be willing to discern that and see different things and watch things go to place. So, yeah. You know, man, in, uh, in my BSD uh, class year one, we left the first part which was four weeks we were talking about faith mm-hmm. we we're talking about faith and we got through that and now we're on personal transformation and each course lasts about four weeks so we just did you know number two of personal transformation yeah and it was talking about how we have to we have to die die to ourselves to renew our minds daily mm-hmm. so what what that was uh, saying was basically we have to die to who we are to be renewed to who we're meant to be mm-hmm. and that's you know through prayer and all these other things but I wanted to talk to the people about you know God's standard so we always think of good and bad right and wrong you know good and evil and we try to base decisions off of what we think these things are but we never think that about God's standard. So God's standard, the standard is God's standard, not of right or wrong. It's what what he thinks. So when it says that we should die to ourselves daily and be, you know, ask for our minds to be renewed, we're seeking his wisdom and his understanding on what what he desires. Because it's not about what we think is good and bad, right or wrong. It's about what God thinks. Mm-hmm. And that's totally different from what our human minds can conceive and what we think these things are. So one thing to do is when you're first waking up, you know, not only renew your mind, but ask God for his direction and his path and his wisdom to be able to help you and guide you throughout the day. Because without it, you're going to be pretty much lost or doing your own thing. And in the process of doing your own thing, it can seem like the right way until eventually you hit you hit a tree or a wall and you're stuck. And mm-hmm. you're like, where do I go now? Yeah. All that can be fixed by just renewing your mind, talking to him daily, seeking his, his counsel and seeking his patterns and the way that he wants you to move. And he, he's going to talk to you in whatever way that he knows that you recognize. And that's that's something that will be very helpful for you in understanding Die to yourself. Yeah. To be renewed daily by God's wisdom, his knowledge, his understanding. He's always going to direct your path. So, you know, one thing I, I like to say is uh, order my steps in your word. You know, order the people that's in my life. Order their steps. Order the people who I'm going to meet or encounter. Order their steps. Because if everyone's steps are ordered, that means that we're all going into the right direction. Not just myself personally, but I want to make sure my families are walking in the right direction. My My friends, you know, even people I don't even know. I want to make sure that all of it is working out for their good. 
But some people may not pray or know how to pray, and they may feel bad about it. But that's okay. I'm still going to pray for you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. So I feel like God's ways are perfect. You know, you can do so much by yourself, like we always be saying. But there's always have to be something to take you even farther. There's always going to have to be something that will help you push through limits. So why not let God do it for you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like, um, I feel like God, God has a yes for all of our lives. And what I mean by yes is that God says, yes, you can go here. God says, yes, I've called you for this. God says, yes, I will take you from here and I'll take you to this. So don't say no to the yes that God has bestowed upon your life because, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. If God says yes for something, it's final. It's not yeah. like how we say yes and then we really mean no. Or when yeah. we say no, we really mean yes. You know, well, we change our minds. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. change our minds. Like God's minds never change. Like, you know, God's God's promises live on forever. So don't give up on that promise. Or don't try to don't break that promise by losing hope or losing faith. Because by faith, I feel like we all stand strong. So for sure, for I sure. know what you mean, man. Man, but that was. I'm glad that you you brought that up, man, so that people could could really get an understanding of people that's lost yeah. and hopefully find themselves. And um, you know, a couple of things that we gave out that can be very useful and helpful in their everyday life. But man, let's uh, get on to the next topic, man. So um, I guess I I can try to come up with the next yeah. topic. It's, it's cool. been so many. We've we've kept up with yeah. we've kept up with uh, topics that you know we've kind of talked about, but. What about the um, a topic about personal development? How personal about that? Okay. So, um, you want to start off? Yeah, so with personal development, I feel that it's like one of the most critical and vital, vitally important things mm-hmm. that, you'll, that you'll have in life because that personal development connects everything that, that you have going on within your life Without good personal development, you're going to see a lot of parts of your life kind of crumble. Like, you think about the different parts of your life. Some people are married. Some people have kids. Some people are married with kids. Some people are single with kids. Then you got friendships. Then you got family members. Then you got, you know, like just different stuff. There's so many different parts to life. Then you got school sometimes. You may have a job. Some of it may require a lot of research. Some of it may require you flying or whatever it is and getting away from the things that your everyday activity. But that personal development is an easy way to be able to attach all those things and make them whole mm-hmm. and know how to go and a direction to go to fix all those things. Mm-hmm. But it's just a matter of making that personal development a part of your everyday life. Mm-hmm. So, Derek, you got anything to, to say about it? Yeah, I feel like personal development is very important. Like, just trying to develop yourself through different things in life. Like you said, you know, I feel like... I feel like the more that we try to stay persistent in developing ourselves, maybe each and every single day, maybe five minutes, ten minutes, just trying to find different ways to develop yourself, no matter what it might be for you, no matter if it's, you know, trying to... Stay in shape, work out, or matter if it's waking up, praying, do whatever it yeah. takes to really develop that self love, that self care, and that development for you to keep on going. And I feel like the more that you stay persistent in that, like I feel like your endurance, your your endurance will lead to a reassurance that everything you're going through has a purpose. 
I feel. So like the more that you stay, that you endure and just try to stay persistent with this development, you know, every single day, you will start to see new things start to pop up and start to see things start to change. Yeah. You know, like we're, you know, witnesses to it. Like, you know, growing up, we've seen a lot and going through different things. And I feel like the reason that we changed because it started, I feel like it, it, the change that you that you want to see it starts with you, you yeah. know what I'm saying. So it has to start with you. You have to start somewhere, and wherever you're willing to start, no matter if it's big, no matter if it's start, or no matter if it's big or no matter if it's small, where you're willing to start will begin something great for your life. And that's where the self-assessing kind of comes in. That, yeah, you know, like anyone can find out what's wrong with them like when mm-hmm. you do some self-evaluation you do self-assessing you sit back and you think of how your life is you can recall some of the things that you do whether it's good or bad yeah. and in the process of that you say how can i change this and even if you can't find your own you know you can't assess yourself or figure out what's wrong because you've been not aware of what's been happening in your life you've just been allowing it to just kind of move for itself. Mm-hmm. I would say they have personality tests. They have assessment tests that you answer a couple of questions, and a lot of them are like spot on. It shows you your personality type. It shows what makes you mad, what makes you happy. You know the areas you're lazy in, the things that you like, the things you dislike. There's a ton of self-assessment things out there that can help if you're not personally aware yourself. Mm-hmm. But it just starts with with acknowledging it and realizing like I have a problem because as people we all have problems and issues but a lot of times we want to try to portray it as if we're perfect nothing's wrong nothing's happening we can deal with all of this we don't need any help and in the process of that we're damaging ourselves Mm -hmm. we're putting ourselves to a point to where we can barely even tolerate ourselves and and then that's when it gets bad when people get like suicidal or they just just blank out they get angry or they get whatever it is and that all can be avoided at times you know because a lot of times people do drugs to be able to try to medicate themselves and that stuff is so many different things that people do when they're not aware of what's happening within their lives because they've gone down this road that's so deep that they feel like the hole is so deep that they can't climb out of it but in actual reality even though the hole's deep they still can climb out of it, but they just have to take steps to be able to do it. Doesn't yeah. matter if it's like baby steps or giant steps. It's just got to be some type of steps to get out of that darkness. Yeah, so it's like when you hit the lowest point in your life, don't think about how deep you feel, but think about how high you can climb. That's what it's about. So don't don't look at the dirt. Look what can grow from it. You know, and I feel like a lot of times people people are afraid to see the truth i guess or see what they've done see the problems and that's okay you know it's okay to make mistakes but i really honestly i don't even really see mistakes i just see beautiful development that's what i see with every mistake with everything that you've been through you don't have to try to look for you don't have to try to think that you know those things define you but it's developing you and trying to find ways to learn from those mistakes trying to find ways to better yourself or trying to get that personal development you know what i'm saying that will that will help you to see things in a new way so that's why you don't have to you don't have to try to look for ways out you know it starts baby steps you know process i feel like process is process no matter how slow it may be 
may be. So, like, I feel like you may have been through something for a long time in your life and you feel like it's too late for you, but it's never too late, you know. You may have gone through this for a long time, but in a short time, you can tell yourself that this is the day that things are going to change for the good and for the better. So, that's but Man, I think this is the time, man. Go to the, the email address, man, Gianna. I can never remember what the email address is. We did create the email address a couple months ago, like right as we started the podcast. So that's like the whole, you know, the podcast for us. Yeah. Was it building and empowering? Uh, building and empowering at gmail.com. Okay. So, you know, go to building and empowering at gmail.com if you got any questions yeah. that you need answers to, if you want it to be private, whatever it is. We're not going to air your stuff out. You know, on the podcast, we'll personally reach out to you to be able to help out. Definitely. And definitely. also, you know, my personal email, it's, um, you know, Victor Thomas 1104 yeah. at yahoo.com. You can uh, reach me there uh, if you want to just, you know, directly contact me. So I don't mind giving that out because the whole purpose of this podcast is to be able to help you within your situation, mm-hmm. whatever it is you're going through, whether you got good stuff that you want to talk about or bad stuff, you know, it's. In, in life, we, we need people to be able to help us to grow yeah. and develop. And at times, uh, we can't really get there on our own because we can only get so far before we need the help and stuff we need. So I'm just throwing it out there and, you know, putting it out there. If you choose to use it or not, yeah. you know, we have thrown that information out there so that you all could take full advantage of it. Definitely. Mine's a personal as well as uh, DS or Rockford Jesus at gmail.com and you know, like like you were saying, like we are I feel like we were never designed to walk this life alone. Never. I feel like a lot of times we feel as if we have to be alone because no one knows what we're going through. But, you know, we all go through different things and nobody's scale is bigger than the other. We all I feel like we all go through the same thing. But it's the fact that we're willing to help each other out through these things that allows us to, you know, build each other up or go through or reach greater heights in life. So never feel as if you're alone because I, I promise you that you know, you're not. But man, yeah, that's the, the help that we, we got to offer you guys. You can reach out to us at any time and we'll respond to you as soon as Definitely. we see it, you know, as soon as we get time to be able to see it. But man, let's let's get into like a controversial conversation, man. Well, I don't think, you know, we really we really do that. We've we done the constructive criticism yeah we've done the positive stuff but something like controversial far as let's see i guess the church let's let's get into that mm-hmm. you know what i mean by the church i'm talking about a ton of different aspects of it you know i don't think this is really it's kind of talked about people try to say like words around it to try to make it sound good or make it be this without offending everyone. But man, what I'm talking about is things like tithes and offerings. I'm talking about the way people treat people in church and all this. So, you know, I I was always told that, and the word says, you know, church is a home for the broken. You know, so you think about it. We got a church that has all broken people. But then sometimes as people, we get the mindset and we forget that the people that are in a church are broken. So we go to a broken place looking for perfection. Mm-hmm. So we go in and then if we get mistreated by certain people, the whole church going to hell. I'm not going yeah. there. That's the way they do things. Mm-hmm. 
And in actual reality, that's not the way they do things. You bumped into a couple individuals, and that's how they do it. Right. But those couple individuals should not represent the whole body of the church, you know? Yeah. So in the process of that, I think that people should get a better understanding and understand that the church is for broken individuals. Definitely. So because they're broken, they they all come to the same place to get help. Mm-hmm. And everybody's on different levels. So the people that are broken are seeking help. And you got people that have been in the church for a while that that have fixed their brokenness. Yeah. And they're there to help the people that are broken. So if you're an individual that has stopped going to church or you're thinking about stop going because of how you're treated, just know that that's not everyone's motive or intentions. And sometimes people come off mm-hmm. in a way that that's really not them. Mm-hmm. And they can come off as rude or whatever it is. But you got to keep on going and trying because you think about it. The same reason you're there for, they're there that same exactly. reason. Just for, you know, it's just different stages that y'all are at. Mm-hmm. But everyone's there to get fixed. And the only way you can get fixed is by you continuing to do it. It's just like, you know, when you're riding a bike, do you quit riding the bike? Like when you first start learning because you keep falling like, right. oh, I'm going to quit. This keep on hurting me. It's like, well... If you keep on allowing, if you keep on quitting on just different things, you'll never, you know, grow or get ahead at where you're at. So I'm telling you, just look at it from that aspect. And I guess next, you kind of talk about what what you're doing, then we can get on to like the tithing or whatever it is, because it's stuff that's critical that uh, people leave the church for because they don't have an understanding. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. I feel like I feel like the church is like just a big hospital. Just a big hospital and a bunch of patients come in. They all have their own individual type, like sickness type thing. Yeah. So then everybody's going for a different reason. You might be going for grief, but I might be going for, you know, family problems or like you might be going for pain. I might be going for this and that. But we all have our own types of things that we're going to the church just to be healed, just to be fixed. And I feel like a lot of people, they have this certain standard of of a of a Christian which means that they have to be perfect. And I don't think nobody's perfect, but we strive to be perfect. Yeah. So you can't really go looking for a place that's perfect that is filled with imperfect people. Yeah. But at the same time these imperfect people are striving to be better. They're striving to be healed. They're striving to, you know, turn their life around. Yep. So like I want to stop going to church because of because of a certain individual because at the same time we're all learning we're all we're all learning at different paces but yep. we're still all trying to learn we're all still all trying to grow so like I said you know I feel like the church is a place of of refuge it's a place of where people can be healed it's a it's a community of where people can help each other out even when we have our own personal problems that we're dealing with so even though we're all imperfect we still try we still strive to be perfect you know so yeah man that was that was good man it's uh you know i think that's gonna be real helpful for people that uh, have quit churches several times or they're looking at church for you know different reasons but um another topic that's still dealing with the church is i said i was going to get into tithes and offerings Mm -hmm. i can remember going to church when i was younger even just a couple years ago I let the world get into my head and tell me what I should do with my money. Or, or it made me look at the church as if it was evil. It was like, man, how, how's your pastor driving a nice car mm-hmm. when we all struggling? How has this happened? How is the money been going uh, going to the church? But then it still looked the same. Mm-hmm. Like It's certain stuff that you would like pay your money, but then you'd be like, 
I'm paying this money, but I'm not seeing a difference. Yeah. And what happens sometimes is, a lot of times they don't realize is, it's just not that much money coming in. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, you giving you giving a hundred dollars every two weeks, and a couple other people probably giving a couple hundred dollars. Like, the church got bills. Like, right. they got light bill, water bill, and sometimes it's like internet and all that stuff. So when you get in church and you connecting to Wi Fi, it ain't free. Yeah, exactly. So you know you connecting to Wi Fi, using the lights, they buying food, stuff. all that stuff. But the church is getting limited funds. You say, man, but the pastor driving nice. Man, the pastor probably been doing that for for a while. He exactly. probably has a really good job. Probably has a master's degree. He's making his money, and it ain't got nothing to do with the church. Sometimes, and sometimes it does. But when you get you devote your life to the church, and that's all you do, you get called out of your sleep to help people that need prayer. You uh have to come to the church when things are happening. Like whenever something's happening, you gotta be at the funerals. You gotta be the one to bury the people. You gotta be the one to marry everybody. You gotta be the one that does all the counseling. And you don't expect the pastor to get paid. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, and sometimes pastors kind of make their money elsewhere. And they'd be like, you know, I'm not touching this money because I'm making pretty good money at doing what I'm doing. But everybody, every pastor doesn't have that opportunity to be able to say, I'm making enough money elsewhere to where I I don't need the money for the church. And most pastors, they, they kind of make the church their business. It's like, why not make God's kingdom what you do overall? And you you devote your life to it. And you receive a paycheck for it, which you should be compensated when you're the leader of the household. You're you're praying for every single individual. Any individual can come to you for counseling, for prayer, for any of this. And all all you're doing is like paying paying your tithes. Like your tithes and offers, it's it's a lot bigger than that. And when I got the understanding a couple of years ago, I'm never looking back now. Um, and people always say like they look at the book and they say, well, in the Bible it doesn't say anything about tithes and offerings being money they used to do this they used to do that it's like come on man it's 2020 right now. it's 2020 we don't no, kill no, no sheep yeah, now we don't, like, we don't have sheep and goats right. to be able to sacrifice like we have them but what the average person ain't got a sheep or a goat to sacrifice or to do this like and you gotta think too like yeah. money is like the biggest thing that yeah. everybody uses now so if you want to sacrifice that for you know what i'm saying he says you know yeah you know if you i can tell by your treasure i can tell what your treasures are about about what you're what you love the most mm-hmm. and people usually love money the most so that's why ties and officers referring to money because a lot of times the money is the, the thing that really you know hurts us because we we pretty much worship the money we do this we do that but when i realized that that god's word was telling me to do something and it's like all right money was something that i struggle with giving and doing that so God's asking me to give away the thing that I struggle with the most yeah. and trust him. It's like, once I seen that, it's like, oh, man, it's easy now because if I say I trust God, I got to trust him with everything and mm-hmm. not just with what I want him to want him to be able to to create and make from. Like, all right, God, I don't want to give you no money, but I want to give you these clothes. I want to give you this. I want to give you that because uh, this is what I want to give. Yeah, It's like, well... And God's looking like, well, this is not really a sacrifice for you to give me something that that's just something instead of giving me something that that you truly love. So that where your heart is, like, mm-hmm. most people's hearts and their money. So that's why, you know, that's a big part of tithes and offers. It's what God said and not what the church says. Exactly. And, you know, you get a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of controversial conversations like on YouTube with, with T.I. and with all these people talking about, I know I know who God is. And I got a connection with them. I don't have to go to the church to be able to do that. Right. It's like so. You been telling me that 
that Jesus died for the church, but you feel you ain't got to go? Like, exactly. I mean, if, if Jesus wasn't that good, like, Jesus denied his family at the door. They showed up late at church. Psh, Jesus was like, I got to be here. Yeah. Like, y'all late. Y'all should have showed up on time. Mm -hmm. So if Jesus did that, who are we to be able to say, ah, oh, man, I got my own personal relationship with God. I know it, man. You know, the pastor driving a Bentley, pastor driving. I don't care what the pastor's going. Right. I'm not going there to look at what the pastor's doing. I'm going there but at the God, end of the yeah. day, even if the pastor is doing that, is the pastor making sure that you're taken care of? Mm -hmm. Is the pastor praying for you? Is he doing that? I know they probably got crooked preachers and pastors is out there, but we can't look at those certain situations as an overall experience and start judging every single pastor. Because I've met some pastors got a true heart for God. Oh, they yeah. that's, that's all they do. Like you can tell with everything that they do. They don't listen to certain stuff. They don't do certain stuff. They'll answer your phone call. Whenever you call, they're always there to help you. And at the end of that, they're there to tell you that they love you. Exactly. So, so like, it's not all crooked and bad. Like there's some bad yeah. ones out there, but there's also some good ones out there. You just have to be one to discern. You know, I used to, like and like you said, I used to as a kid, like, I wasn't really thinking about it. Growing up, probably around my teenage, 13, 14, I'm still a teenager, so let me stop saying, <laughs> let me stop acting like I'm old. 13, 14, I was probably like, what is these offerings really for? I was always thinking about, like, I was always looking at the pastor, like, man, he's driving these, this good car, you know what I'm saying? And now, looking at it now, it's, I'm starting to really see the true purpose of it. You know, like, a lot of times when people think about offerings, tithes, and all that, they think about the pastor. They think yeah. about what he's driving. They think about what he's doing. Or they just think about what the church is going to do, the money. But not all the people think about what God can do for you because of what you sacrifice. You yeah. know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't see the intent, the purpose in it. And that's why I start to see now. I start to, I don't look at, you know, even if they do do some bad intentions with the money, all that, like, it's not all about that. Don't focus on when you give tithes and offerings. Don't focus about what they're going to do with the money. Just focus on what God has told you to be do. You know, it's all about being obedient. Being obedient can be hard at times, but being obedient is going to be beneficial for your life as well. And you know what I'm saying? Like like you said, I feel like a pastor is like the shepherd and we're like the sheep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he's directing us where we go. And it's kind of like it's kind of like how we're talking about giving last week. Yeah. You know, we can't be willing to receive all this stuff and not be trying to give something back in return. Yeah. So even if it is, you know telling him thank you even if it is through the money or whatever it might be don't just be willing to receive and not be able to try to give something back sure. you know because you know like you said a pastor you know he prays for you you it you know he's there's some good like hard-filled pastors like um when um when i was saying my speech after on friday you know i didn't even know this pastor or nothing he just told me he just started praying with me yeah. and i'm starting you know showing the love of god towards me and that's that's that means a lot so Basically, like you were saying, like, don't try to look at the, don't look at what the pastor is doing, or don't try to look at what the church is moving. Just trust in God, and God will meet you where you at. God will meet your needs as long as you want to have that faith in Him. And with tithes and offerings, you can't, you can't give, you can't really give um, tithes and offerings with doubt and expect something in return. For sure, you know, you be, you look at God. Well, I got this. I mean, I kind of trust you with this, but I still expect something back because I did do what you told me to do. Like, it's it's all about faith. You have to be willing to give that tithe in, in, in faith 
you know, faith is how we get access to the things that God has for us. Yeah. So if you want to give in faith, then you will be able to receive those things as well. So, man, you know, it's a couple stories in the Bible that people really trusted God. Yeah. You know, he was talking about the, the three people that he gave one minor to. He gave uh, two minors to the other one and five with the other one. And God, you know, gave it to them and, and told them, you know, once you come back, just see what they was going to do with it. So the person with the five minors doubled, doubled it to ten. The person with two doubled theirs to four. But the person that had one, as the person that had one, wasn't really trusting or believing in God. So they buried it. Mm-hmm. So they just left it there so it couldn't grow. It couldn't gain anything. It couldn't do any of that. And so when God came back and seeing that the, the person that had five had doubled it to ten, you know, God gave them a little bit more power, a little bit more influence. And that came from, it wasn't because like, oh, you doubled this. It was because you followed instructions and you trusted God. God's like, you trusted me and you follow instructions. So I'm going to bless you beyond this. And the person that had two and did it before, they basically did the same thing. They just had a lower amount because if they had five, they would have made it 10. But they only had two and made it into four. And God did the same thing with them because of their obedience and their listening and trusting into him. And then God gets to the third person. And the third person was like basically telling God, you get, you come to try to take stuff which you didn't work for and take stuff that you don't earn. You take stuff that you don't deserve and this, that, and the other. So I knew what you, I knew what you want us to do, but I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I just buried mine. So I'm going to give you exactly what, you know, you gave to me. So, you know, that person didn't get anything. Exactly. Because it's like, you know, I gave you this to be able to to see how much you trusted me. But apparently that person questioned God, talked to him about what he was doing, this, that, and the other. And apparently they, they didn't get anything. So what, what God did was he took that one thing he gave to him and gave it to the person that doubled it to 10. Because mm-hmm. now what I gave you is going to go to the person that trusted me. So a lot of times you got to look past you know, where the money is actually going and just trust God. Because yeah. the money in actuality doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what's being done with the money because technically you're using your tithes and offerings for your life to be be blessed. It doesn't matter if if the if in actuality if the pastor is crooked and you're giving the money and all that, so what? Yeah. Like at the end of the day it's trusting God and it doesn't matter whatever they do with the money. You would hope they do the right thing, but even if they do the wrong thing, it's still trusting in God and not in man. So yeah. At the end of the day, God's blessing your life with what you do. Not, um, He's not not going to bless you because the pastor did something yeah. wrong with your money. Like He's not going to stop your blessing because your blessing was used in a to bad do, intention. In a bad intention. Because yeah. once it leaves your account or your hands or whatever it is, God's like, all right, you trust me. I'm going to take care of you. So whatever that money goes to does not matter. All that matters is that you give it and that you're trusting God fully with that. Exactly. So that's it can be given yeah. like it's basically it can be used in a good intent even if it's used in a bad intent. So God yeah. can use like like you said it doesn't matter if the money was used for a bad intent. God will still trust uh God will still bestow things upon you because you had faith and good intent in that thing that you were given unto yeah. him. You didn't you didn't complain about it. You didn't have doubt about it. You just have 100% faith. And despite where it's going to go, God's going to lead you where you need to go because you, you use that money yeah. and have faith in it. So, And another thing, please, please, please listen to this right here. When you're going about it to do your tithes and offering, 
if you're not really trusting in God to do something with it or really believing and trusting God's word for what he has to say about your money, then don't even do yeah, it. It's not it it's not even worth giving because you're giving out of almost out of fear or out of you feeling like you have to do it. Because mm-hmm. actually, like you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. But the thing is, when you do it, you do it within trusting them, saying, I trust you with this. So what I say when I pray, when it comes to it, and, and you can use this as well, or kind of take some words from it or whatever. You know, before I give my tithes and offerings, I ask God to bless the whole 100%. God, please bless the whole 100%. Even though you're only asking for 10, I'm asking you to bless the whole 100. Because what's going to happen is when you ask him to bless the whole 100, he's going to bless the 10 that it that this gets taken care of. And that's going to go how it goes. He also going to bless the 90. Because sometimes I know it's been times where I thought about not tithing because that 10%, I felt that it, it was going to like destroy me. And I, I didn't feel that I could do it. And I didn't do it. But then I got to a point where I got mature. And I was like, well, I trust you, God. And I know that this whole 100% is going to be blessed. Even if I'm giving you this 10, I'm going to be struggling. Man, do you not realize how much money started coming in to me? Like that week, it could have been $20 here, $30 here. Or when I'm driving, I may get a $50 tip or this, that, and the other. And it's like, that can't be nothing but God saying that you trust me with this 10%. And I bless the whole 100 because you gave it to me when when you knew you was about to struggle. But you still gave it to me and you trusted in me. There's no way I can't provide for you throughout the week because of that. I've seen that several times. And it's like, it's not a coincidence that, you know, with following God's instructions ends up being a blessing to your life because you trust them. So mm-hmm. that's not a coincidence at all. Like I've personally experienced this several times right? and was consciously aware of it. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know if I used this before, but it's like, it's like we are the players and God is the coach. And a lot of times when we're players, we feel as if we're God, like, like the play that God gives is kind of risky. So we don't even trust in that play. You know what so I'm saying? So we're calling audible. Yeah, yeah, we're calling audible. That's basically yeah. what it is. Like, we don't trust in what the coach is saying. So we call different things. But no matter how risky the play is, as long as you have faith in that play, you, as long as you have faith and trust in what God is trying to say to you, what God is trying to call, Yeah. then you will eventually score in your life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And what I mean by score is that the the since you have faith and this certain situation, even when you knew things were going to fall apart, even when things were running towards you, crushing, trying to crush you down, you still have faith in God. You will start to see the fruits of your label start to grow, start to bloom. And so that's important, man, just to always trust in God, even when you know you're going through this, yeah. even when you know things are going to fall apart, because God will meet you at your knees. God will push you through. And I'm, I'm a living witness to it. I promise you that. So. Yeah, man. So this will probably be the last topic. We may be able to throw in another one after this next one I'm going to bring up. But uh, for people that um, that kind of say things about the Bible, it's man-made. It's this. I can't trust something that's man-made. They're using it to manipulate me. And you're like, who is who is they? Right. But you say, like, it's, uh, it's man-made. So I can't trust something that's man-made. But it, it clearly says in the Bible that it, it's man-made. These people were, they, God talked to them and God did certain things for their lives to be able to write these words. And it's like, God gives us wisdom. He talks to us. He does all this. But the difference between us and the people that's in the Bible is 
they took it seriously and they made something from it mm-hmm. so that we can get the help that we need today. And you're 100% right. It's all man-made. But what happens is, is over time, it was people that loved and cared for God so much that they wrote it and they told us stories about it. And then over time, you know, it changed a bit. But but that's a good thing because as we change and grow and evolve, we want the word to be able to evolve with it. Like it can still be saying the same thing from when it was made, but it's just more updated to where we have an understanding of what the words actually meant. Because if we had to go off what the original Bible was, like we wouldn't be able to understand that language. Mm-hmm. So we should actually be praising the people that actually go in and write the Bible and do this and do that because ultimately they did it for us. And like, what do, what do you think they're getting from? Like, oh, they want people to buy Bibles so they can get sales. Like, yeah. I don't think people are making getting sales off Bibles. Right. Like, you know, it's like, and when you look at it, the Bible's not, how's it manipulating? When mm-hmm. I look at it, everything that I see, it's almost basically trying to transform my life from bad to good. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen anything in there that's manipulating or trying to take advantage of me or trying to do this. It's trying to get me to be a good person. It's trying to get me away from myself. So I think, when I was talking about earlier, the personal transformation, we should die to ourselves. Our human selves, our flesh is telling us that that this is happening, this is happening, that. And our flesh doesn't want us to grow. Our flesh is actually like, it's not designed to, to do stuff that it doesn't want to do. And our spirit is trying to get us to do the right thing. And our flesh is trying to get us to do the wrong thing. Yeah. So we're battling and we're struggling with these different things because of what our flesh because our flesh and our spirit are battling within each other and for the most part we allow our flesh to win Mm -hmm. by saying these things or going through with them and then it usually sometimes has to take like a catastrophic event to like where a person has to go to jail and be like well i found god in there or somebody lose the loved one and like i gotta find god but you know i wouldn't say these things has to can be avoided because God will change it. Because God's plan, his, his purpose, it's final. But the thing is, it's like we have the opportunity to be able to to find that on our own. He's given us free will. He didn't, he didn't tell us, like, you got to do this, you got to do he that. Us free will. Yeah, because if, if that was the case, he wouldn't have given us free will if he was like a dictator trying to control everything. He's like, I'm giving you free will, but I would hope that you would choose the right way. Exactly. Like It's like he's... It's like, it's like you've seen those red pill, blue pill type yeah. posts. Yeah. It's like God has his life and death. Yeah. Now he's saying, I'm giving you free will. I'm giving you the choice, but I want you to choose life. I want yeah. you to choose this so that your life may be more abundant. So that's that's how I feel, man. And like you were saying, man, I never really felt as if, yeah, it was man-made, but I never really felt as if the Bible was evil, and, yeah. you know, so to speak. The Bible taught me how to have faith. It taught me how to love it taught me how to fight grief. It taught me how to trust in God no matter how things may fall apart. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And these different stories that people, that the people in the Bible was Playing going through. from Mr. Thomas. Like, you know, these different things that people were going through, you know, like, it was just inspiring. It helped me to really see things in a new way, in a, a, new, in a new form. So, you know, all these, like, when you see all these stories... Don't think as if these are just stories that people just wrote. These are things that God has put them through so that once they got through it, now they had a story to pass down to generation to generation so that we may see it and so that we may know how to do these certain things. And that's what it's basically about, man. It's almost like you get to a point where people have been hurt so much that they're not willing to trust anything. They're not even willing to trust the things that are good for them. And so it's like 
But that's what the church is for. The church is for the people like that that are damaged. It's like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, you may get talked about a couple times in church, and that's wrong. But that's not the whole thing. Like, be willing to push past that and, like, just go away from that. Like, if you don't like confrontation, tell the person you didn't appreciate this, you didn't do this, and, oh, they're not doing anything about it. Go find someone else to talk to because everyone is, you know, is messed up in some type of way there. But over time, everyone slowly but surely gets healed. And you bump into some people that are like, whoa, right. how long has your uh, your walk with Christ been? Well, mine's been about 30 years. And you're like, whoa, like you're 30 years. You, you're pretty legit. Like I can I can learn some stuff from you. Yeah. And they can tell you like it wasn't easy. They went through this. They went through that. People talked about them. They did this. But they kept going. And now they're in a position to where they can help not only help me, but everyone else that's around. Mm-hmm. And just imagine if those people gave up and... You know, uh, Inky Johnson said that one thing and I resign with and I say that now because it's like he said that. No, it wasn't Inky. It was uh, Jamal King. He said that his assignment was attached to so many people's destiny. And if he give up like those people's destiny, it's going to be like crumble because what he was meant to do was much bigger than him. And so he had to go through and do it because it was so many people's lives. that was going to be saved uh, through that. So I feel that as people, we need to look at life as bigger than us and get out of our way and stop being so selfish and looking at it from what can I get from it or what can it do for me? Like sometimes it's going to be something that's good and something that's meant for you. But then sometimes it's going to be something that's meant for others that you got to learn to be able to help them to deal with in the future. You could learn something today that won't even be useful for like 10 years. But because you learned this today, you'll be able to help people in the future that need you. Exactly. So everything that we go through, I feel as if it's a story behind it. No matter if it's a story to help others, a story to look back on and be thankful for how far you came. But everything we go through has a story behind it so that when we go and read it, we can see the inspiration to help us keep going. We can help others behind us. So don't give up on this chapter in your life because this chapter may be filled with pain and suffering, but the next chapter can be the greatest chapter of your life. It's just a matter of flipping that page. So... So we're going to end the podcast here and, you know, I want to kind of bring up the topics that we discussed, you know, so we kind of talked about they're still good. We talked about hope and troubled times. We talked about God's standard. We talked about personal development. We talked about the church and we also talked about the Bible. And it was just those were the things that we talked about. So at the very end of this, you can kind of know what direction we kind of went with that. But that's all the time that we have for today. And we'll see you guys next week. Hope you have a good one.